Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast from Sports Illustrated Husky Maven Channel. My name is Trevor Mueller. He's Jake Grant. And we're like two 70 plus year olds fighting for the nuclear codes. Both presidents? Yeah. <laughs> presidential race, Trump and Biden? Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Jokes are about timing, ladies and gentlemen. Trevor yep. has it. Mm hmm. And, uh, <laughs> We're recording this before the election. This will come out after the election. Yeah, we're recording so, the day before. That's true. And whoever wins, they're going to be over 70. So that's cool. <laughs> have you have you sent in your ballot yet? Of course I have. Good, man. Me too. Yeah. Ours cancel each other out, so nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess who's who? <laughs> <laughs> we got a teacher on one side and a hillbilly on the other. <laughs> we're one week away from Husky football. We're actually less than that. We're five days away. So uh, we get to stay up late, um, put the kids to bed, and watch a football game. Yeah. Uh, not a ton of complaining uh, on my end because can't go to the games anyway. So right. uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be great. The atmosphere with the piped in TV noise is going to be electric. Um, <laughs> So greatest setting in college football. Here we go. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to be in Berkeley. So I guess there wouldn't oh, be fans there anyways. I'm the best co-host ever. <laughs> yeah. You missed my zinger about them being, there's no, uh, there's no fans in Berkeley anyways. <laughs> did you say that last week? I just said it. You missed oh, it. I did miss it. You're right. It's all good. Um, obviously I, I always think a Cal like, they've kind of been a thorn in the side of Washington when they've been good. And I think that the North is just annoying in that way that when a team is really good, there's always a team that they really struggle with and, and it's in their paired up. I always, even when Wazoo was bad and, and Oregon was um, competing for national championships, Wazoo played them hard and they beat them. Um, Oregon state, when they were the worst team in college football, would give Stanford a run when Stanford was good. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, when Washington was at their height, um, Cal was still uh, an issue, yeah. uh, especially with uh, under Wilcox. So, because then they started playing defense. Right. There's that whole thing, right? <laughs> right. So, um, I'm excited for it. Uh, honestly, like, it's just good to have football back. It's It's been really nice, like, slowly bringing sports back in general uh baseball was awesome um college the nfl has been great to watch obviously we're from seattle area so uh watching the seahawks has been really fun but now we get to get back to uh the real passion and that's husky football the bread and butter that's right. That's so what we, that's what we grew up on. Let's let's watch more Husky football. Exactly. So uh, before we get to the game, we finally have a depth chart, and uh, boy, uh, there's some things on here. I got some uh, I got some thoughts. But Jake, what are your initial thoughts? First initial thought is, of course, they don't assign a starting quarterback, right? Uh-huh. You, you you knew that was going to happen. That was the first thing I looked for. Yeah. I saw the depth chart, and I go, who's our starting quarterback now? Nah, you knew Jimmy Lake already said that he wasn't going to announce it until game time. So, obviously, it's an or, or, or person. That's like me um, when I go out to go out to a restaurant. Right. 
Might as well just start all three because uh. when I go out to a restaurant, I'll just take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not passing up on that. <laughs> um, my my second thought, looking at the offensive side, is you nailed the offensive line. Uh, I actually almost nailed the offensive line. You were. I, what did you swap? Uh, Ale Four for five. And, and Bonavalu. Um, I said um, Mateo Mele was going to start. And uh, instead, Victor Kern is the starting right tackle. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, you got a lot closer than I did. Sure. So, I'll give you props on that. But, and then, I mean, I don't know. And I don't know how serious to take this. They have Kamari Pleasant listed as the starting tailback. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's just a bode to him being in the system for so long. I don't think he's more talented than Sean McGrew nor Richard Newton. So, I mean, maybe he'll get the start, but chances are he's not going to get more snaps or more carries than either one of those guys. I just think Mm -hmm. that they're more talented. Uh, Looking at the defensive side, um, there's one thing that I thought was a little strange. Um, They have Alex Cook listed as the other starting safety um, opposite uh, Asa Turner. Uh, Cam Williams, I thought, had a stranglehold on that job. So either he's not getting it like he didn't last year, or Alex Cook is just playing out of his mind. Right. And I mean, it could be. Uh, I, I, I'm other than like the offensive line, uh, I think this depth chart is whatever. I mean, depth charts in yeah. general are kind of, especially for, uh, it's like making a starting lineup for hockey. Like there's so much substitution, like who, who cares? But when it comes to that, it, maybe it means that Alex Cook is, is going to be starting opposite Asa Turner. Maybe it's kind of the Kamari Pleasant, give them the, uh, give them a nod because they've been in the program for so long. He's only um, a junior. I know, but I, well, he's a redshirt junior, so he's been in the program for four years. Yeah. So, I mean, and maybe not. Uh, you know, when we had uh, um, Miles, uh, the safety. Brian? Yeah, when we had Miles Bryan on, he talked about Alex Cook. So, uh, maybe that's true. The other one that you mentioned – uh, pre-show was the tight end position. And I kind of wanted to touch on that uh, when, you know, Kate Otten is listed as the starter. Then you have Jack Westover and Mark Redman. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that you said was um, the guy that I like from Spokane. Uh, oh. Yeah. Devin Culp is not listed. And my guess is that that's because Jack Westover isn't actually a tight end. Um, Jack Westover is a fullback. Okay. Sure. So um, my guess is uh, you're going to see Devin Culp. You're going to, you're going to see Mark Redmond, but based on the videos, I mean, they gave Mark Redmond a lot of opportunities to take that job. And um, it looks like maybe he did, but again, I don't put a ton of stock into uh, the depth chart in general, other than a few key positions. And the one that we care about most, they put four starters in alphabetical order. Right. So um, didn't learn a lot 
other than I think the most important one that we learned was the offensive line. Yeah, I, and I would tend to agree. The only thing I disagree with you on is I don't really see a steady rotation of safeties. Sure. I could, I could see a rotation of corners, um, if, especially if you're playing an air raid system that, you know, you're running a lot. Um, right. you, you could see a rotation of corners. I don't necessarily see a steady rotation of safeties, but um, that, who, who knows? Maybe they have a short leash on Alex Cook saying, hey, you know, here's your chance, but Cam's, you know, he's on your heels. So don't let anything over the top. And the first time you do, we're going to go with Cam. Um, but so honestly, it, it, I mean, it, let's uh, finishing up with the defensive backs. Like they don't even list them as safeties and corners. They just have them all yeah. as defensive backs. Yeah. And so uh, if this is true and this, this is looking at a nickel package. So there's two outside corners, two safeties and, uh, and, and a nickel. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Kyler Gordon on the bench, and I don't know how often you're going to have Kyler Gordon on the bench. Right. Because what I think is going to happen is you're going to end up uh, seeing uh, Elijah Molden as like Your a nickel. hybrid yeah. Miles Bryant, uh, yeah. Buda Baker, Taylor Rapp kind of a player. Nickel, kind of a third linebacker type. A blitzing yeah. cover do everything kind of a player and uh because you can't keep a guy like Kyler Gordon off off the no that's hard that's that's tough to do yeah he's he's too much of an athlete to leave him off the field right um you nailed the wide receivers uh I don't think that was a hard guess really um you you knew Puka was going to be that number one you knew Bynum and Jones were probably going to battle for that two spot, but they were both going to see the field, um, probably equal snaps. It's just situational football. Right. Um, they have Jalen McMillan listed on that, which is, I thought, pretty cool. But what you don't see is your guy. Yeah. You, you know, it's you – hey, You have Jordan Chin listed, but not uh, – help me with the name. Yeah, Roma Dunze. Yeah, Roma Dunze. They have Jalen mm-hmm. McMillan listed before Roma Dunze. So. Yeah, and you also don't have uh, uh, Marcus Spiker on there, which um, is a little surprising. Although Jordan Chin is a senior, yeah. so they're going. There, that's another thing. Like you're going. If you think that all these are the only six receivers right. you can see, no. But this might mean that, and things can change. It's it's you know you can play anybody this year. So right. you're not going to burn. You, you can't burn the red shirt of McMillan or a Dunze. So right. if they're producing, they're going to play. Right. So, and that, and that's, that's kind of going back to your point of how serious do you take the depth chart? You probably take the depth chart for the wide receiver room serious as the starters go. I would imagine yeah. that those three are going to be your starters. Mm-hmm. But the rotation behind that, it just depends on who they want to see on the field. Right. And, and I, think that's, I think that's how it's going to be. Um, right. I mean, if, and if we're going to keep, you know, if we're going to talk about this, it is, it is very cool to see Savelle Smalls um, as the backup outside linebacker to Leatu Latu. Yep. Um, I am interested, you know, they have uh, Zion Fatui 
behind Ryan Bowman. And I yep. still think what you're going to see is those two on the field, especially Zion in running situations to set the edge. Yep. I agree. I agree. And then you're probably going to see Savelle in an obvious passing situation. Sure. Uh, I mean, um, passing situations, you could see Savelle Smalls in some. Um, I, st- I mean, Ryan Bowman's still a, a good pass rusher. Yeah. And so you're going to see him and you're going to see uh, Leitu Latu, who um, before that next stinger, he was looking like a, like a big-time player. I agree. I, I wouldn't say Ryan Bowman's a good pass rusher. I'd say he's a sufficient pass rusher. He keeps le- – I mean, he keeps getting sacks. I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you. He's got a – he, he's got a a low ceiling compared to some of these guys, but it's been freaking forever. It's been years that we've thought that somebody's going to take that spot from him and it just keeps sure. not happening. Well, I mean, he's a complete package. You know, I wouldn't say that he's an elite pass rusher by any means. If, if I'm, if I'm he's on a good college and, pass rusher. Yeah. If I'm in third and 20, I, I mean, I might, I would probably throw Savelle in there instead of Bowman just because of the, physically gifted freaking nature that he is and you know just tell him to go around somebody yeah and but, i um, mean you could you could be right and uh i mean you're gonna see packages with savelle smalls in because again you're not in danger of burning red shirt real quick i mean we're not going to talk about this very long but uh special teams uh peyton henry wins the kicking job again obviously he, yeah he was dynamite but Race Porter listed as the starting punter. That's cool. I like seeing Race as the starting punter. Hopefully we don't see a lot of him. Friend nothing of the pod. You. Yeah, nothing against your race, but I just don't mind not seeing you unless yeah. you're out there trying to run for a touchdown. And uh, did you see that he was awarded a scholarship? I did, and that was cool. I yeah. like that. Um, um, and then the, the, the freshman long snapper getting that starting job. Well, he's the only long snapper left on the team. Yeah, well, you're going to get four years of good long snapping. Right. Well, I don't know. Long snappers don't leave early for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, after four years, maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. He's, um, he's the the other one that's forget. interesting before we totally close the book on this is um, Jackson Sermon holds off um, yeah. everybody. Great for that starting middle linebacker job um, uh, next to Ulufushio, which I'm surprised. But this is the beginning of a season. He played a lot. He played well towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, And he's, you know, he reminds me of that uh, Tevin, Tevis Bartlett. Tevis Bartlett, yeah. Um, Honestly, my opinion is I'm more surprised that Ulufushio kept the starting job. Uh, he was dynamite last year. He was dynamite last year, but there's a lot of scholarship linebackers that were nipping on his heels, you know, yeah. but he made a lot of plays last year. So you kind of, kind of got to give it to the kid. Um, I had a feeling Jackson Sermon was going to get that starting job, but I mean, look at your look at your linebackers right now. Your starting yeah. linebackers. You have Bowman, who's a senior, but outside of that, you have sophomore, sophomore, sophomore. I mean, that's which is like cool. It's also an indictment of recruiting. I know. I like that though. Yeah, I can dig. Yeah, especially as they become, you know, you watched uh, Edifon Ulufushio really 
um, become a playmaker and a guy that honestly, if he played in games early in the year, we're talking about Washington have a much different record. Maybe. Yeah. I <laughs> don't look at me like that. I don't appreciate that. I mean, what, do you think he was enough if he had started in the Cal game to change that game? Yes. Do you? Yeah. You don't think that prevent defense was going to, you think that prevent defense at the end of the game was going to change the way that that outcome was with Ulufushio in there? No. Um. Well, okay. So how about the, um, the Utah game? That's a closer. Yeah. I would. I think that's the first time we saw him. Wasn't it? I Maybe. I think it might have been. I can't, I can't remember. I know that if our if the defense played better early, and that includes putting Ulufushio in the game, they win more games. Yeah. Did he play the Oregon game? Honestly, that, I, <laughs> I can't remember. Wellington. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I uh, either way, he's he's a massive upgrade, and uh, I think. Honestly, like watching college football for these last couple weeks, uh, there's not a lot of teams that are playing great defense right now. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's due to the pandemic or, um, or what, but I expect this Husky defense to be much better yeah, uh, than what too. we've been seeing. Um, and before, real quick, before we move on, last thing, uh, Thule, and Josiah Bronson yep. taking up the, the D-tackle roles is huge because those are two mammoth individuals at 300 and 305 pounds yeah. that are going to need to clog up the center of that lane. And I think that they got it right with those two. Right. And then, I mean, you got the backups that we talked about, Fatu Atele, yeah, another 305 pounder, and then same time money, 335 right. pounds. <laughs> I know. I know. I like that a lot. I mean, give me them big boys in the center. I like that a lot. So, and speaking of girth, I think uh, I read that this is the largest offensive line that Washington has ever had um, starting a season. Uh, 295, 335, 300, 335, and 330. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah, your only one that's not over 300 is your left tackle who has to be uh, a nimble pass rusher. I mean, right. that's, left tackles and don't aren't sometimes the largest. They're very tall and very athletic. And I like that a lot because I think that paired with the Richard Newton is going to mm-hmm. – and Kate Otten blocking. And, yep. man, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a run offense if, I, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're going to be able to move and, and make some holes. And, and Henry Balavalu is a very athletic yeah. big man at 335 pounds who right. can pull. And I well, think – That's the thing, too, is usually with guys that big, you're worried about getting to that second level. Right. You, know, you want guys to be able to get up to those linebackers once they've cleared that, those D tackles and those, and those edge rushers. These guys are that big and can still do that, and that's impressive, and that's what I want to see out of this offensive line. And your guards are 670 pounds. 
Those are your run blockers. Those are the pullers, man. Those are the guys that move. Give them big old ham hocks on somebody. My God. I know. I like it. All right. Like are we ready to close the book on uh, on the depth chart? I think so. Okay. I, I think I think we end it with it doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean much. We're excited. You heard our if you're listening to us on a consistent basis, you heard what we have to say about the positions. Yeah. So, um uh pretty much we were we it's not that hard. I mean, we're kind of on with most of what we ended up seeing. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to Cal. Obviously, Washington has a two-game losing streak to Cal and mm. two of the worst games that I've seen in the last two years. Um, to watch, man. And, and one of the things is that, that that Cal game was one of the first losses you and I covered um, on this podcast. Yeah. And I remember defending uh, Chris Peterson taking out uh, Jake Browning for – um, Jake Hayner and I have I I was wrong. Boy, and, I don't know. Hayner looked good in his starting debut. Uh, he looked good in his second game. Second game. Yeah, um, he did. But I mean, they lost on a pick six. They were winning the defensive. It was a defensive game. They were winning it. Browning didn't look good. Browning's. It looked like there was some issues with him and Peterson, and Peterson decided to take him out. Yep. And you know, pick six later, they lose that game, like something like 12 to 12 to 10 or something. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the other game last year starts at two in the morning. Well, it started on time and they had one series. Oh, was that what it was? Okay. Yeah, Anyhow, can, I mean, that lightning game. Down and, yeah. That one, that one hurt that long weather delay really hurt that team because it seemed like they had a little bit of rhythm on offense and then it that's right. Kind of went away yeah and obviously they took the lead at the end of the game and and something that husky fans are not used to seeing was that ball over the top deep shots yeah so um this is a new year um cal cal fans and uh even even members of the media think cal's gonna be good um chris wilcox obviously has them moving in the right direction um chase garbers just by virtue of coming back is a top three quarterback right now because <laughs> there's only like left. four quarterbacks that have come back and right. outside of keaton slovis i mean <laughs> he's probably the next best right so uh and you know he made just enough plays he was he actually showed a lot of leadership in that washington win mm-hmm. um he showed some grit that i didn't think he had um, so, you know, uh, they lost Evan Weaver. Um, they lost, Thank God. yeah, they lost both of their safeties that were, that are now playing on Sundays. Um, yeah. and then they lost a defensive end and this is tragic. He left, he left, he transferred to Boston college when he didn't think there was going to be a PAC 12 season. Yeah. So PAC 12 comes back. Obviously he's, he can't just transfer back and uh, that sucks. Psych. <laughs> yeah. And then they had another guy that uh, ended up uh, taking, he, he's not going to play this year. He's opting out. Yeah. Um, and they're all defensive players. Yeah. So good defense last year, really good, um, really good cornerbacks last year. They had probably the best cornerback coach 
uh, over the last few years and Gerald Alexander, who's now in yep. the NFL. Yep. Um, those guys are gone, but he recruited that position well. Uh, Evan Weaver is gone. The guy who's uh, taking over for him, uh, I, I expect to see sort of like when Ben Burkhoven left, a drop off in the middle linebacker. And uh, Cal's another one that tries to really funnel tackles to that middle linebacker position where Evan Weaver had about like 4,000 last year. So um, defensively, we'll see. I think you're still going to see Cal be good on defense. I mean, it's a Justin Wilcox-led team, right? Defensive I mean, coordinator, right. The, the guy's a really good defensive coach. I, he's right. proven that since day one. Mm-hmm. He took over. Who was the coach he took over for Cal? Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. Who didn't play defense. You, you, you take over a Sonny Dykes defense. It's like Best defense is a good it's, offense. It's, it's like taking over a Mike D'Antoni the, uh, NBA team you know you you show up and you're already better on defense i know you that's a nba thing. reference i know that was that's relevant the last, I, <laughs> the last time i watched amari was still on the side <laughs> uh you, you you show up and especially with justin wilcox and that that defense is going to be good all, always no matter right. what you do justin wilcox is a good enough defensive coordinator to have a good defense on that team Mm-hmm. Uh, will it be the same as last year? No, definitely not. Um, but they're still going to be good. You're not going to see them blank out this offense, though, like they have the last two years. And I think that's what's going to make a world of difference for this team. Yeah. And then switching over to the offensive side, uh, they made just enough plays against uh, Washington. Cal usually has a, a good running back, and I'm spacing on uh, the Cal running back name right now. And the starter's pretty good. He was close to being a 1,000-yard rusher in limited action last year because he does have an issue staying healthy. Yeah. Um, wide receivers are uh, pretty average. And then the offensive line is all back, but uh, they've struggled. So I think it's a thing that if Washington's defense can be as good as they've, they looked in the second half of the year with a lot of those guys coming back minus two NFL players, um, this could be a long day for uh, Chase Garbers and that Cal Bears offense. Yeah. And I think that's where you're going to see this defense of ours really get a hold of Cal is, Garbers is a senior, and he has played this team, but he hasn't played the secondary yet, and the secondary is ridiculous. And you're not going right. to see you're not going to see Garbers go over the top of this defense at all. Um, it's just not going to happen. Um, as far as the running backs go, I think you're thinking of Christopher Brown. I am. Good job. Um, he's pretty good. He 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 will probably be most of that offense um but again i mean what you lost in sonny dykes was offense right justin wilcox is going to have a a good defense but they're never going to be they're never going to be usc or wazoo or oregon as far as offense goes and uh Cal likes those dirty, those dirty, low-scoring games. I mean, that's why they keep beating us, right? They like the, they like a defensive battle. They like to play us. They like to play Utah because they want to get, they, they want a physical football game and they want it to be a 12-10 game. And 
can they do it with this defense? I don't know. Is there enough offense on this team to outscore in Oregon or Utah? Probably not. Right. And they brought in Bill Musgrave to be the offensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, he was – uh, with the Bears previously, uh, he has an uh, an NFL mindset, which you're seeing a lot of offensive coordinators, or at least a few in the Pac-12, going to more of that pro-style balanced offense. And um, so, you know, can we're probably going to see, and this fits the mo of a defensive coordinator-led program where they probably will do a lot more of ball control and try to keep it, like you said, kind of dirty and ugly. Right. Not, not dirty, but an ugly game. Well, the, and the thing about this Cal team is that you're not going to see them blow anybody out. You know, even, even if they play Colorado, it's still going to be a low-scoring game. You're not going to see a 50-14 to 14 win from this Cal team. Right. Unless they were playing like a Portland State, you know. like a It's going to be like a 24-14 win that's like a 24-10. And it's right. going to be like, wow, they dominated that game. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to see them go out and put high numbers on the board. Mm-hmm. They want close, dirty. They're going to eat clock. Game. Right. Exactly. So that's the thing to be worried about Cal. Um, other than that, man, I, what do you think? What do you got? So I think that it's, I think it'll probably be kind of close. Um, I, the only reason I don't think this is a secure win for Washington is they're breaking in a new quarterback and that is the ultimate wild card, whether it's, it, it sounds, you know, it could be all four of them. But um, a lot of, from what I've been reading, it sounds like it's probably going to be Kevin Thompson to start the year. Um, Really? Yeah. And uh, if that's the case, that's fine. Um, I still think Washington wins because their defense is more experienced. Um, And Cal's offensive line, although a year older, and that could mean they could make a step, um, they they did still struggle. And I think Washington has enough uh, when it comes to their offensive line and their running backs to control the game. Yeah, I agree. I, I hate to say this. I kind of hope Kevin Thompson's not the starting quarterback for this game. I'm still on the sermon train. I, you know, I, there's three guys I would rather see than Kevin Thompson. That's Garber, Sermon, and Morris. Well, yeah, I mean, it's longevity, right? You want somebody that's going to be in the system for a couple of years. Right. Rent so, a quarterbacks. I mean, we saw last year, rent a quarterbacks can be, it's a toss up. Yeah, and that's such a shot to a guy like Sermon that's been in the system and he was the backup last year to a guy that they brought in for a rent a quarterback. And mm-hmm. if they did it again, I think I'd be a little bit upset if I was sermon. Um, either way, you're right. We are going to start a new quarterback. Um, right. And that's kind of what's made me flip flop back and forth between a win and a loss, to be honest, you know, right. I, 10 minutes before we started the show, I was going to count this game as a loss, me too. you know, and, and, I think I talked myself out of it just because, you know, what's on the hat, you know, we're, we're a Husky podcast and right. I'm not much of a doomsdayer and I don't think that we should be. Yeah. Um, and the roster says they're going to be good. Right. I, yeah, I agree. Um, we've fallen for that before though. Um, but when it comes down to it, man, I, I'm going to pick Washington to win this game. You know, I think I think it's going to be a Cal type of a of a game where it's. I think we'll probably win twenty four to 
17. That's, that's kind of what I had in my mind as well. Um, I'm going to go down to, I'm going to, I like the, I like Washington scoring in the low twenties, but I think that you're going to see Cal around the 13 mark. Okay. So I mean, we're close. Yeah. I think we're, I mean, we're right around that. I think that wash it's, there's not going to be a lot of possessions in the game. Um, but I think, I mean, we just talked about the girth of this offensive line that the, all the quarterback has to do is make enough plays that Cal cannot stack the box. And uh <laughs> Not Kamari Pleasant. Uh, I mean, I mean, he can. I mean, he he looks great. Uh, he scored a touchdown in, in one of their videos. But if, if um, Richard Newton, Cam uh, Davis, uh, and then um, Sean McGrew, those are the guys that I'm looking for to have major major impact. I, I think if we run out onto the field on our first offensive possession and we roll out there with Kevin Thompson and Kamari Pleasant. I'm going to be upset and I'm going to be nervous because my pick might, I might call for an emergency podcast and change my pick. And Back I'll to just start mouth farting. <laughs> for 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, now the only reason I think Cal could score more than 13 is because I think Garbers is a good enough quarterback to not let Cal only score 13. I could see that if he's able to get away and and make some chunk yards on his own. I just, man, how how hard is it going to be for any quarterback to find open receivers? And when you look at Cal's receivers, I mean, you're not talking about guys that are gonna do well getting separation on um, on these really talented defensive backs. Um, let's see that they're slated to have. Uh, Let's see here. Nico Remigio, he's a junior. Uh, Keikoa Crawford, who's a senior transfer. Yeah. And then uh, Makai Polk, and he's a sophomore. I just, you know, the fact is I don't know those names. And I think in order to be able to be semi-effective against this um, Washington secondary you're gonna have to have guys that are uh all pack 12 caliber guys now before we wrap this up i do have a question for you sure garbers can run okay you can get out of the pocket sure is this secondary good enough that you would consider putting probably not ulufusio because you still want him free but would you put jackson sermon as a spy um, two Garbers trusting your secondary will maintain and handle those wide receivers so that he can't get out on the edge and, and torch you for 20 yards on a t- with nobody looking. So I, I, that's a really, really good question. And I'm glad you asked it because it made me really think and think about again, why the, why the depth chart might not be the best indicator of what we're going to see. Sure. Because I think if we start seeing chunk yardage, I think you see somebody like MJ Tafisi who, who's got somebody wheels yeah. and uh, be sure. able to be that spy to keep Ulufushio, um doing what Ulufushio and, and middle linebackers are supposed to do in this defense. I think that's a perfect spot for him. But if yeah. they want to run the ball and they want to yeah. – control the clock. That's a Jackson sermon all day. He's a really good tackler. Um, he picks really good holes. 
MJ Tafisi is just faster. Yeah, I agree. That, and that's a good point. That's, I, that's the perfect answer. I don't see a better answer than that. If, if like you said, if Cal wants to come out and, and just run the ball 75% of their plays, 66 conservatively, sure. um, Jackson Sermon is that guy mm-hmm. because he is a run stuffer. If Garber's in the first quarter torches you for three twenty yard runs because no everybody's looking downfield at the wide receivers. Right. Yeah, then you then you probably bring in, you know, your your speedy middle linebacker and, and you just sit there and spy him, you know, because that defense, that big defensive line defense is big enough and strong enough to stop a run by themselves. Right. You know, with a running back. So do you sacrifice one of your linebackers just to keep sure Garber stays contained? And my answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that you could lose is if he just keeps getting around you. Right. And, and if you look at this uh, defensive backfield with the experience they have, with the talent they have, um, this is that, that nullifies. Um, And and I'm not saying that Chase Garbers is Russell Wilson, but the teams that Russell Wilson struggles against are the teams that are able to put a spy on him and are able to get home on him. Agreed. Agreed. So um, basically the Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) (laughs) They're like the only one that's been able to really make him look anything like human. In a half. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I, man, I'm ready to go. I can't wait. Um, we'll be back for a, um, a post game instant reaction show that will come out on Sunday as soon as we're done with it. Uh, and then we're going to get into, so we got some really fun stuff coming up. Um, as we get into some previews, um, we'll come back later in the week with a picks show with some of the other personalities on our sports illustrated community. Uh, until then go dogs. Go dogs.